Initializing recap. And as that foul-smelling smoke begins to clear, you see the monstrosity that is now Professor Gregerton. Yes, you see this tongue lash out, wrap around Merrick's neck, and squeeze. And then, with a flick of his tongue, slams Merrick against the wall and begins squeezing harder. How do you finish him? Oh, fuck yes! Uh... So once again, Merrick, like with Sam between his toes, is feeling in this dire situation where he almost died. Like he's just bringing forth this energy, feeling this, I'm assuming a giant heat lamp on the back of his head, invigorating him. Just, it's probably the most beautiful supernova you've ever seen him make. Like it just erupts the purest form as he just like the back of his head just gets incinerated. Is there any indication on what they did plan to do with his research? Like Kazra's eyes? Uh, it seems like they are building an army. It's it's a contract for the three of you, and it seems to be sent out en masse. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. While the liquid itself isn't alive, there is a psychic resonance within it. It's not unlike the instincts of an animal that knows when to hibernate. It seems to have a hard-coded message in it. It says a message, and one that you've heard before. You hear the liquid itself speak, and it says, The time has come. A reckoning is upon us. Recap complete. Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of No Quest for the Wicked Gentlemen. I have two questions for you. Ooh. Are they, they going to be different this time? They what are. What do you mean? What do you mean are they different this time? Okay. Did you see the future? Do you know what they already are? Because he's never asked us questions before. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> My meta brain kicked in. Whoa. Sorry, Dane. Well, what, what is this new question you have for us? Are you ready to rock? I rock think we may be. Rockening. Yeah. Rockening. Rockening. Yeah. I see what you've done there. Are you ready to roll? Rolling. <laughs> Rolling. <laughs> Rocketing worked better, but it's good. It yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, great. As Niall has alluded to uh, in the last episode, we left off with Dr. Ross finally uh, breaking the code, whatever that psychic resonance is of the silver liquid. She's decoded it. And it is a hidden message that says the time has come. A reckoning is upon us. I'm fighting so hard not to now go into rossening. So someone start talking, please, before the intrusive thoughts take over. Mm. Does this place have an incinerator? No, we can't. It's our only connection to whatever this is. I don't know. I'm not really sure we want to be connected to this anymore. Oh, we have been this whole time, Duran, whether we like it or not. Have you seen anything like this before? Well, the Ark has archived and studied millions. And I mean millions of different creatures and species and animals and parasites and while this has some shocking similarities there is nothing of its genetic makeup in our databases but it uh, it operates like a parasite almost parasite adjacent you see there is a parasite native to goa that attaches to larger insects and essentially 
controls their mind. And what it does is it uses that body to achieve whatever goal it is trying to do, whether it is to eliminate predators. For example, they will take over a wasp in order to kill insects that might be prey to a wasp if they are being a threat to the parasite itself. And then once its goal is done, it discards the body and finds a new host. This seems to be doing something similar. It seems that whatever psychic resonance that this liquid has, it makes whoever it is ministered to highly susceptible to coercion or suggestion. However, no matter what those initial commands may be, there is a underlying message. There is a hardwired code, and that is this of a reckoning. So do we believe that there is like a central organism or source like sending out signals? So or is it you think the liquid itself just carries this reckoning code? It's difficult to say because this isn't this isn't a parasite. This isn't necessarily an organism. It is as I described, it is organic fluid. It's 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 blood. So to have we don't have despite the fact that we have genetic makeup in our blood, we have our our DNA and all that kind of stuff in our fluids. We don't have any our instincts aren't in our DNA. Those are those are things that we we come up with, you know, from society and, and nature and nurture and all those things. This is as if someone has imparted or something has imparted their will into the very essence of themselves. So all I can sort of to start just guessing into the dark, either this is Azen's blood directly and he's the organism producing it, or he has found or has captured something with that power and influence and is just draining it like some kind of sick silver cow pitch pitcher what if he's what if he's the one not in control yeah that's what i was thinking but he has so much of his own will left in a way but maybe he never has either way we've got to find the source of this liquid if we're going to put a stop to this figuring out where it's coming from or what's giving it signal or that is probably our end game yeah i, I wonder if maybe the reason why Azen is is so synonymous with the silver liquid is that he's one of its few tools that it hasn't used up yet his true purpose is still it still remains i don't know no one say his name a third time because if we do he might show up wait asens <laughs> oh. oh no <laughs> you hear a rumbling deep in the facility does it sound like someone punching a tank cody is uh he's like I, ross i've i've seen it just discard its its tools and it it burns outwards through the through their face. Now that you've examined the thing, do you is there any kind of like do you have any idea of how we'd be able to save people in the future? Because it's one of the worst things I've seen. She sighs and takes her glasses off and folds them and puts them on the table. And she says, "Unfortunately, I think it's a death sentence. I've done what I can to try to reverse it, or." remove it once it's in someone once it's taken control of them the hard coded message gets burrowed into the brain into the very essence of a person and it's too much it's overwhelming for our physiology 
I don't know if there is a creature out there that can withstand it, but for a, a, a mortal brain, it is, it's too much. It's a call to action that we cannot answer, and it kills us. It, it overwhelms the brain, and when it is done, it discards us. So you're saying that they're dead before, you know, it, it burns out of them? They're dead even though they're walking around? You know, metaphorically, they are dead men walking, yes, but no, they are very much alive until until they are dead. Yeah, there are only a couple things. I don't know. It's um, I don't know where we go from here. Do you have any way of tracking whatever is connecting to this blood, but like the telepathic connection? N- no, see that that's the thing. Usually, these things, as, as Merrick suggested, uh, are part of a hive mind, or will have some sort of tether to a a body or a a nervous system or a brain or some sort of core. But this. This doesn't. This is a independent message. This has been almost as if it is an SOS. So it's a disease, a plague, a curse. Yeah, but it, it has a motive. Reckoning, it keeps using that term, implying that like something has like caused a strife against it, or it's almost revenge almost. Well, let's think of the uh, people we've spoken to who have been influenced by this liquid. For the most, most of the time, it's been simple actions. So the most complicated reactions we've seen to it are Azen, we assume, and Greg and Frag. Hmm. Well, Greg and Frag were, they did a lot. Yeah, so that's as smart as we've seen it act. So does that mean whoever was on the cube that day was controlling them directly? So there was, on the cube, either Azen or some other thing was a little bit more influential and direct on that control? Maybe. So maybe either it's Azen itself or whatever we're dealing with is on the cube? Yeah, More direct. I don't know. Is it is it the cube as a concept? Maybe is it the reactors. Once again, the Aris reactors. We had two missing from the beginning of all this. Yeah, are I'm... are they involved in this? So really, the things that pop in my brain: Aris reactors, as in, and the weird the Valai. That's another thing. Well, Astrid had also mentioned the weird interference of the Aris reactions that was creeping her out, which yeah. itself feels like almost this kind of weird message. I wonder if it says the same thing. Yeah, because yeah. the Eris reactors came from the Valai. Ross, you have Eris reactors down here, right? Our facility is is powered by them. Yes. Do you know anything about the weird glitches that they do? The yeah, it's mostly through uh, calm systems. It's it's a problem with taverns and and anything that is is uh, almost entirely built up of uh, Eris reactors however we don't we have a separate comm system our comm systems isn't powered by the Eris reactor the Eris reactor is is a sort of like a a core for the the facility but then we have auxiliary power for many of our other systems like our life support or oxygen mostly because Eris reactors are are old and we didn't want to rely solely on them so we have auxiliary power for for most of our other systems any chance we could hook up a communication system to one and have a look at what that is? Because I don't know. It's weird to me that they just seem linked somehow. We could we could certainly head down to the, the reactor room and, and activate the the comms, like the original comms from the first tavern. Let's take the liquid for us and just keep it nearby to see if it also reacts to the reactor. Yeah. yeah. I could use a walk anyway. Yeah, the four of you go through the facility you get to a central elevator and as you like 
descend further into the sea. It gets darker and darker. And then you enter into a open room, which is almost identical to your reactor room. It is that big, white, round, spherical room with the, the walkway around it and the central column that translucent white column with the four arms branching out the top of it, pumping uh, blue energy. I get flashbacks to killing Boomer. Oh no. All of you remember the the white walls splattered with red blood as (laughs) Boomer's head rolled in the center. He was really the best of us, wasn't he? Cody takes a minute. One of my greatest mistakes. To be fair, man's life. everything that happened that went bad happened after he was gone. Was he the one thing holding this all back? Maybe. We'll never know. We'll you never know. know. Would the cube still be fine if Boomer was still around? We'll never find out. So once the elevator opens up, Ross walks across the walkway to the central column. She types in a few things and you hear a couple of like systems power up and like and there's nothing, just the hum of the reactor. Is the liquid doing anything? Uh, you take a look at it and it's, nope, just sitting in the vial. Now, do you have any ideas, just while we wait, to see if anything happens? Do you, do you know where to go next with this? You were kind of our, our hope. I've spoken to Astrid. She thinks she might have a lead, but she's just crossing the T's down her eyes. She didn't want to say over communications, obviously for fear of, uh, prying eyes. Until then, once you're topside, I think Astrid has has a plan, or at least some some direction. I'm just going to sit here for a while and meditate with the reactor. If, if you want to stay around and see if anything changes, be my guest. I'm with you. I want to keep an eye on this. Ross looks and says, well, I'd be an awful shit scientist if I didn't stay around and be part of the experiment then. And she walks over to the edge of one of the railings and sits down and dangles her feet. I will give you guys an opportunity if any of you'd like to have a conversation with each other about anything. Um, now would be a great time to do it. Otherwise, we can move forward. Duran doesn't have anything, I don't think. Uh, Cody's just going to sit down and like head, head against the central column, just like lean back because he's tired. Yeah, Merrick's going to take out an old notebook and just start going through it. There just has to be a connection between Azin and this. I was around him. When did it change? What changed? It's about two hours later, and Ross stands up and she says, Well, gentlemen, I feel like our efforts could be more usefully directed elsewhere. Um, What I will do is set up some surveillance devices in here, uh, audio recorders, attach them to the comm system. We'll leave them active. It won't be a, a, a drain on the facility so that won't be a problem it's just something we never really needed because you know we didn't use them but we will we will keep them active and monitor anything that may be broadcasted out if that is satisfactory to y'all yeah of course before we go reckoning he just like looks from the liquid to the to the comms reckoning she smiles and she says nope (laughs) i appreciate the uh, blunt effort, but I believe it might be a little more complex than that, Cody. Hey, you gotta try. That is science in a nutshell, yes. Now we can tick that theory off. There we go. As you guys are making your way to the elevator to leave, everyone give me a perception check, please. <laughs> One. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cody's really proud of himself for being a scientist, so he's just like strutting. Um, 23. Okay. 23 as well. Okay. You're waiting for the elevator to uh, come back down. And as it slides open and as you enter into it, Merrick and Durin, you hear the comms click on. Oh, and a oh. static begins playing. Just for a brief second. And then it clicks back off. Oh, fuck. Okay. I look at Durin. Was that, was that, was that like, so that was the Aris reactor feedback? Yeah. You've yeah. heard it also on your ship. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it's still there. No, any reaction to the goo at all? Nope. All right, let's just... What are you guys talking about? Oh, nothing. It may have been the wind. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Cody. It was the uh, the static just went off. Did, did you hear it, Russ? What, does that mean anything? It happens across this system probably I know, a but number of times a day. I, is there any way to like take the static and... like? see if there's a code in it or now that we know that it is present ross also rolled in that one just so you know so her her and cody were deep in conversation when that happened so i feel like he was just like does that make me a scientist if if i'm a scientist and he's just like blathering and she's happily talking about the you know the scientific process of you know making a theory and testing it improving it and um, cody's like so you make a big list and you take off all the list stuff (laughs) Now that we know that the, it is here, we will set up recording devices and we can see if, if there is a message, if it's it, try to figure out frequency and uh, how often it happens and how long it happens and see if there is anything we can discern from it. I mean, has no one really looked into this before? If it's been happening for like ever since these reactors have existed, like has no one looked into it before? Oh, that's a tavern guild. You can ask Asgard. I don't really. I'm a. I'm a biologist. I don't work on ships, but I imagine that yes, it has been looked into in some regard. Okay. Well, I've got a feeling that if it is some kind of message, it could be in a language we don't know, because mm-hmm. it could be in whatever language the Valai spoke. A very good guess. Yeah, but I will. Uh, I'll get Link and, and some other people down here setting up some monitoring information, and I will keep in contact with Astrid and what I find. Thank you, Ross, for everything. Um, we really appreciate it. It's been my pleasure. Um, so, as uh, as Nile asked earlier, I will now give you guys a chance to uh, go somewhere in the Ark. Um, you have a couple hours before your shuttle comes and picks you up to bring you back topside. So, if there's anything else you'd like to do on the facility. Uh, now would be your chance. I know what I want to do. Go right ahead, Cody. Yeah. Uh, I want to go to the Mezo Botanical Gardens. Sure. I don't know if we want to do that now or talk to the other guys or whatever, but... No, we can do that now. Sure. Uh, yeah, I guess once we're back, uh, Cody's just going to excuse himself and wander down, maybe take like a coffee or whatever. And it looks like the gardens, right, on the estate? Almost like exactly, yes. So there's... I think he's just going to like breathe it in for a bit, like do a wander and just like, you know, explore kind of that. But there is one tree that him and Alpha used to hang out under where uh, he car like they carved their name into it back like when Alpha was young with a knife. Uh, and it just says Cody and Alpha was here like W-U-Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's going to go find that tree and carve that into the tree. You make your way to where this tree was. And it's not there. Instead, it is a statue of uh, a young Mezo, uh, similar in age to what you saw in the picture of the the heiress 
team at the the tavern HQ, and it is him standing with a woman that he has got his arms around, and she is a gorgeous, a beautiful woman about the same age, um, with thick curly hair and a bright warm smile. And at the bottom is a plaque. It says Jalen Mazo and Helena Mazo. This garden is dedicated in her honor. And it said uh, loving wife, devoted philanthropist, and then the dates in which she died. Do I remember her at all? You have never seen this woman in your life. And she is not blanked out. Hmm. Underneath, you see uh, pictures of the flowers that are planted in this beautiful arrangement uh, and display. And it says, this display features Helena's favorite flower, the dahlia. Uh, The dahlia? Does that mean anything to me? Um, You guys found records of a project called Project Dahlia. Ah, yes. I don't know. It's probably unrelated. Yeah, I guess I'll make a note of that and I will find the nearest tree and carve Cody and Alpha was here. Cool. You can see one of the ARC facility people look at you and give you kind of a dirty look for vandalizing, but they know you saved the day, so they let it slide. I give them a thumbs up. They give you an uncomfortable thumbs up back. I give them a second one. I leave the knife like stuck in the tree. He tries to give you a second one, because, but he's holding a rake, so it's, it's difficult to balance. <laughs> That's enough for me. I finished carving it. Yeah, I think I'm just going to like sit there and enjoy the garden for a bit. Sure. And by that, I mean probably not enjoy it as well. I feel like it's very conflicting for him, especially with the one tree he wanted to see gone. Like, that, I think, hurts. Uh, Merrick Duran, is there anything you'd like to do in the facility? Merrick is just going to, I think, just take some time going between the biomes just to sort of, you know, take it in, see different climates. Definitely not going to the Arctic one, but the rest of them. Sure. No, I, I can't imagine Duran doing anything else besides maybe, like, either chilling in his room or going to, like, one of the biomes and just, like... Come with me for a walk, Darn. Hey, you know, I got time. Let's do it. Cool. And yeah, I, you guys walk around just, with Merrick. That sounds good. Yeah, you guys just take a stroll, and uh, yeah. it's quite nice. Now that yeah. you guys don't have uh, impending doom or anything immediately actively trying to kill you, uh, it, it's nice to get away into some nature. Uh, and then finally, your uh, comms ping and. You hear Link on the other side, and it's like, uh, uh, guys, if, if, if you're all set, the, uh, the, the the transport's here to, to pick you up. Bring it back topside. Thank you, Link. Uh, we'll be right there. And uh, you guys meet back in that loading bay where you were first dropped off. But this time, it is not uh, the ship or the pilot that originally dropped you off. It is a Ministry of Defense ship. Oy. Is the mech? It is not a mech, no. It is, it is a similar, like, submarine, yeah. but... More heavily armored and heavily armed, as well as uh, some heavily armed guards as well. Are we being arrested again? <laughs> How our days have been going, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be too off. Quick, plead the fifth. It's a uh, Kasatha and Vesk and uh, Yasoki sort of like three-man squadron. And the Yasoki walks up and he's like, no, no, no. Um, just considering the circumstances, uh, we wanted to make sure that you were... Uh, collected and brought back safely. Mm, well, all right. Is there an ominous undertone to what he's saying? Yeah, how ominous is that? Because that could be real ominous. At, hey, sense give me motive. a sense motive. Sense Only motive is a skill for that. <laughs> uh, Twelve. Cody's just walking towards the ship. He's thoroughly accepting. Thirty-six. 
<laughs> um, yeah, you could tell that the, these guys are not being shady at all. Okay, okay. <laughs> 36. <laughs> all right, yeah, we just got on the ship. We're not going to, we don't need to <laughs> yeah. dra- drag this out any longer. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 um, as the doors close, uh, they draw their weapons. They rolled a 37 <laughs> bluff. No, Damn it. Uh, <laughs> uh, the doors close, and you guys begin your ascension back up to the surface it's a fairly quiet ride they're not exactly chatty they're just kind of chilling waiting and uh once again you dock at a ministry of defense uh port and you're let out you're escorted to the gates and are released back into Therum. thanks guys okay um i say we quickly go check on the ship make sure everyone's okay yeah and then we should go see astrid as soon as we can yeah. Astrid's definitely on top of the list because, man, yeah, let's go. Okay, head on over to the old uh, to the old yeah. ship. Um, you good? guys get to where you dock to the uh, persistence, and uh, what are you what are you looking for? Just want to make sure it's there after the couple <laughs> couple of days we've had. <laughs> we just want to, you know, just a quick check. <laughs> just, yeah, check on Short Jack and Jenny. Make sure they're there and alive. And mm-hmm. that's uh, all get, weird's happened. You yeah. get there and. Uh, Jenny is sitting outside on a folding chair with one of her guitars, and she's just kind of strumming and, and playing. And uh, when she sees you, uh, she gives you she gives you like a, a little smile and a nod. Um, and you can see that Short Jack is currently uh, hanging upside down under the ship, uh, doing some repairs or something. Hi guys. Hi guys. Yeah, we're just checking in. We're back on shore, so if you need anything, just reach out. We're back in comms range. Did anything weird happen while we were away? Anything weird? Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, short Jack, anything weird happen? And he like flips completely inverted <laughs> so that he can see you guys. And he just says, uh, "No, I don't think so." Um, nope. Sense motive. Thirty-seven. <laughs> uh, they are telling the truth as far as they know. Nothing okay. weird has happened. Okay. All uh, right. Oh no, Jamie. I mean more like interpersonal stuff because it feels like yeah, they're did like, they bang? yeah, nothing happened, nothing. We're we're good. Did they bang? I don't. No, I don't I, I've got my doubts. Uh, I don't think they banged. We have a we have a no banging rule on the ship for crew. Wait, members. what? Wait, when the when did we start that? Yeah, we Cody's getting the shit. Hold on, I'm one joking. second. I'm joking. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. About sex at the spice market, and you're taking it away from him? <laughs> no, Cody, I'm joking. Why would you be so cruel? God, Captain Humor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cody's like, by the way, Jenny, we got you a whole bunch of new stuff to sing about. We fought sharks with mussels. We fought a duck hemoth. Um, there were the light wing guys. Um, there was a sandworm. Sandworm. Hold on. There's so much I want to talk about. First, shark with mussels is the sickest thing I've ever heard anyone say to me. It was so yoked. What do you mean, light wing guys? Uh... They their wings were light. Sarkeesian mercenaries, lots of them. I got shot so many times. I pull my t-shirt up. There's like still the patched like hole in my side. Her cherry demeanor drops, and she stands up and puts her guitar in the seat. And she walks over to you, and in a, a more quiet voice, she says, "What were Sarkeesian mercenaries coming after you for?" Uh, uh, well, or gets every- a little bit complex. The, the man who turned himself into a duck hemoth was working for some shady some shady guys uh, that sent Sarkeesian mercs to help him. 
But then there was the bounty on us, so... And there's a, yeah, there's also a bounty on us now, too, apparently. You guys have a bounty again? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, that was... We were, like, one day bounty-free, maybe. Yeah, this one's, like, just yeah. an evil bounty. Just for, like, evil people. Yeah, yeah, it's not, like, official government bounties. Yeah, yeah. they're less scary. But more scary. Yeah. A little bit more underhanded, really. Blow yeah. up the ship as it leaves the docks, things like that. That's yeah, why was... we were asking about weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, so far, so good. You guys need to be careful. And never mind, we'll we'll talk about it later. But just just watch your backs, okay? Yeah. Do you know much about Sarkeesian mercenaries? You seem pretty worried. I've run into them once or twice. Did you have a bounty? Look, well, it's not important. We'll talk about it later. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Cadrical's eyes. Just wondering if it meant something to you. No, I don't think so. All right. Did you know Merrick has a new best friend and it's a giant worm? That is true. Okay. Cool. Picture yeah. more like a sun. Whoa. Like, like sun, S-U-N? <laughs> yes, both. Whoa. He's the light of my life. No, just kidding. It's just a giant worm that ate a man once. He <laughs> <laughs> was a duck. <laughs> you guys, I'm going to come with you one day. I think that would be fun. Because this info dump at the end of your sort of adventure, I think is going to be really taxing on me. I feel like we were pretty succinct and clear. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll talk later, Jenny. We have to go meet up with Astrid. Um, but yeah, keep your eyes out. We've been under we've been under surveillance. So just, you know, <laughs> this watch poor, out. These four people, we've been under surveillance. There's a bounty. There's muscled sharks. Yeah. There might be a bomb on the ship. Bye. Why are they here with us? Why, why do they travel <laughs> with us, really? <laughs> Little do we know, there's also a losing crew mechanic that's just like, we're filling up that meter real quick. Uh, Jenny nods and she goes back down and uh, just kind of like puts the guitar in her lap, but doesn't start playing it again. Bye, guys. Uh, You just see a little wave from underneath the ship. A little greasy white paw. At least he's a little bit more used to us by now, I imagine. (laughs) Oh, yeah. None of this for the course. (laughs) None of this phases short check. Yeah. Okay. You want to head to. Cool. As you guys are leaving the persistence and the dock, uh, you get a call from Astrid and uh, she pops up. And she says, guys, I am very glad that you're OK. I'm I'm sorry that whatever happened happened. Obviously, there is a leak somewhere and I'm getting that dealt with. Um, we're currently doing a sweep of my office. So as much as I need to talk to you, give me a little bit, uh, an hour or two to get this sorted out, to make sure that when we do have a conversation, that we are the only ones having that conversation. All right. Uh, if you if you can, uh, see if you can get footage of the uh, the crowd, perchance. Um, someone's watching us through there. Might do nothing, but might help us narrow it down. Okay. Yeah. All right. I will. All right. What do we do for an hour? How do we kill some time? Um, well, you guys did get paid out from the contract that you accepted from Ross as your little tavern app pings and 18,000 credits are added to your uh, Damn. each. No, not yeah. each. You get 6,000 <laughs> credits each or how, Hey, however you want to split it. Merrick's a captain. If he wants to pocket all that, that losing crew mm. mechanic is there we go. Is a good idea. More captain humor. <laughs> is that how captain humor works? I just, <laughs> Whenever Merrick does something un, unsavory, <laughs> he just says Unethical. it's Captain Humor. <laughs> 6,000 credits each. Huzzah. That's a lot of boozy milkshakes. That gets split up between the three of you. Um, yeah. And you are welcome to hit up Nixon next. 
to do a little shopping. Hell yeah, I know exactly what I want. Same. Uh, you guys get there, and the uh, outside of the shop has been like spruced up a little bit. There's uh, a cool holographic display now in the window of various pieces of merchandise being modeled on like a hologram. But the inside is still like a trashy 80s mm. pawn shop with that uh, conveyor belt and the hologram of Nick's sitting behind the counter and the, the electronic catalog in the front. Uh, Merrick, I'm going to let you go first. You seem very excited to pick up whatever you're about to pick up. So please. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, Merrick is getting a new suit of armor. Ooh. I took uh, heavy armor uh, two feet ago, <laughs> like a feet ago. And haven't been able to buy some, so I'm buying some now. So I'm getting Golem Forge plating number three. So just the heavy armor uh, to kick up my ACs. My KAC is going to be 24, and my EAC is going to be 22. Damn. Okay. Nice. Nice. Beefy Merrick. Try to stop me now, Dane. Do your best. What do you think? I'm trying to get my my head around a new, like, beefier Merrick. What does this armor kind of look like to you? It's Golem Forge. So I'm assuming it's like, it looks heavy, right? Like, it's like, just like, I'm going to assume like just like a dark black, like steel kind of feel to it. So he's just okay. got a little bit more bulk to it. It's dark in color. Merrick probably got some yellow trim on the armor a little bit just because that's his favorite color. And he's just like, he looks almost bulkier, like a space marine. Okay, cool. But not as intense as like power armor, obviously. But yeah, uh, Durin. Yeah. It's your time to hit the catalog. What are you picking up? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow the same theme. Uh, I am picking up some new armor, a D suit Mark II. Okay. And the way I imagine it is like, Dern's very utilitarian in a lot of ways, and it's just its purpose over its function over like looks. So it's very much very utilitarian, very much just nothing's. It doesn't streamline. It just looks like just very generic, I guess. Yeah, I mean that that checks out for Dern. I get it. Yeah, and uh, it bumps my uh, ACs to 23 and 24, respectively. Damn. Yeah. How's your AC better th- as good insane. as me? That's insane. That's insane. And you have better armor than us with light armor. Because uh, he's I, a dex bonus, baby. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I get Damn. plus five to any of this shit, so yeah, it's pretty good, pretty good. I keep being like, why are you saying ACs? And then I remember if there, there are two ACs, so. Yep. Yes. Uh, and finally, Cody, it's your time up at the catalog. Uh, yeah, also going to get some armor. <laughs> nice. Um, it's so the theme gonna, of the day. Yeah. I can't afford any weapons. <laughs> I'm going to get an Aeonaut suit, Explorer edition. And I imagine it looks kind of like leather armor, like almost like a arch- not architect, archaeologist kind of like leather explorer vibe going on. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I get that, and it's going to also push my AC up to 22 and 24 for EAC and KAC, so me and Merrick are going to be the same, and I am going to put a upgrade in one of its slots as well. Ooh, what's the upgrade? Juggernaut boosters. God damn, you're like just leaning into the Juggernaut, huh? I know, right? It's fun. That's cool. What does Juggernaut booster do? Uh, basically gives me a bonus to bull rush if I move a certain amount of distance and gives me extra distance I push them. And it gives me a plus four bonus to strength checks to break down doors and other barriers if I move at least 10 feet before attempting it. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you guys place your orders. There's a whirring and chunking and like behind the curtain and uh, three packages come out uh, with the Nixon Next logo on it. Sick. Uh, can I also add one more thing to my order real quick? Yeah. 
I'm just going to get armor upgrade as well. I'm going to get mobility enhancers so I can get rid of the minus five deficit to my movement speed. Cool. Yep. A little box comes sliding out as well. <laughs> all right. That is your shopping, I guess. Is it you're all done with that? Yep. Yep. Cool. Yep. It was either buy a gun or buy armor, and armor felt like the right answer for me. It's almost like you guys don't want me to hit you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's Still will, right. though. Still will, I mean, though. Hey, it was level three armor for a long time. I'm up to level seven armor now. Same. Nice. Yeah. I'm on level six. As you are leaving, Durin, you get a message from Thimble. Yep. Asking you to meet at the House of Muses uh, Gardens. Okay. What's, what is the House of Muses Gardens? Um, if place? you want to give me a culture check, you might know I what can't. the House of... Well, then you have no idea what that is. Cool. <laughs> you can Google Maps it. You can space Google Maps it. <laughs> could ask Cody. No, uh, <laughs> like, um, lads, I got to go take care of something. Uh, I'll see you later. I like get in the battle position. Like, you need help? I hope not. Keep us informed. Don't worry. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, I'll wander off. Cody, you get an email. Is it Trunt? From, from Trunt. <gasps> I was going to say I emailed Trunt before we leave. Or not email Trunt. I was going to email your man from Goa and see if he picked up anything. Anyway, continue. Sorry. And... The message says the the like subject line is yo, and the next line is bro, and it says currently on Therum would love to grab a drink. What you doing? What and it's signed Trunt. Oh man, I'm so suspicious, but yeah, I'm down. I uh, do I know of any bars? Um, there's like a there's like an entertainment district that you could find any number of bars and if you want to do a culture check i'll let you find the vibe that you want uh that is a 17 culture for the most like 80s bar okay i will say with the 17 you're able yeah no that's that's a decent role yeah you find like a uh it looks almost like it's a like a theme bar uh so it's not not super authentic it's more like kitschy, whereas Mission to Malibu was like very authentically mm-hmm. like uh, a recreation of a beloved 80s thing. This is sort of like, you know, 80s posters that have been bought and yeah. framed and um, but like still the vibe you're looking for. I message him the address and I say, I'm there right now. And I like Merrick, I'm going to go meet a friend. Do you want to come? No, everyone seems to be doing their own thing. Merrick will do my own thing. Oh, okay. Um, uh, sorry, I gotta go. And I just, yeah, like you, start running off. I need to make more friends. <laughs> Hello, Space GM Dane here to do the things. Uh, stuff. We got lots of stuff to talk about today. Uh, first, we hope you're enjoying the episode. Second, we recently did a live stream on Twitch of us eating hot wings and answering questions. It was a lot of fun, and we wanted to thank everyone who uh, hopped in to the stream and asked questions and hung out with us. We had a lot of fun. It was a blast for us. Uh, so thank you very much for making that a, a fun time. If you'd like to see the video of uh, said hot wings challenge, it's currently on our Patreon. It's accessible to all tiers, um, and we will be releasing it out into the wild at some point in time, but we wanted to give our patrons uh, first exclusive access to it before releasing it publicly. 
We have three tiers available at the Patreon. The first is Cody's new BFF. With that, you get access to the Patreon-exclusive Discord channel, and you get an exclusive Discord role. The next tier is uh, Paige and Merrick's book. Once again, you get all the Discord benefits, and you also get voting rights in uh, upcoming major decisions. So things like naming major NPCs, uh, events in the world, ships, locations, and also uh, major decisions like what kind of video content you want to see us do next. Or maybe even deciding what uh, game system we play in future campaigns. And finally, the last tier is Durin's Respect. You get all of the previous benefits, as well as a world primer that I'm writing based on locations that you've seen in the show. So if you are a GM or just a fan of the world in in general, every month I will be releasing a world primer. The first one's already out. It is of the cube, so you get access to a couple quest hooks, um, some important NPCs, uh, location information, and stat blocks for some creatures if you want to throw them into the game or take your crew to the cube. For the people who have already signed up and joined the Patreon, we can't thank you enough. If you're interested in supporting the show, head on over to patreon.com slash noquestcast or visit noquestcast.com and click the Patreon button. And while you're over there, please consider joining our Discord server. It is a great little community. We've had a ton of fun. Uh, Like I said, we announced our live stream on the Discord So if you're not part of the Discord, you might miss sort of like sporadic things that we do like that. But you also get access to a channel where you get to share pictures of your pet and you get to see other listeners' pets. Uh, The fan art channel, which people are doing crazy things. We have people 3D modeling uh, the persistence, which is so fucking cool. Animations, uh, pictures of characters. It's a lot of fun. Really cool. You can also join the naming Discord where you can suggest NPC names and you might find that a character you created ends up in the show. And the last little bit of information is next episode. So in two weeks time, we'll be releasing sort of like a mid season finale. It's probably going to be a a longer episode. And then we will be taking a short break to do a Q and a episode where we'll talk about the show uh, so far. We'll talk about characters. We'll talk about us as players. So if you have any questions about the show, like if there's a part in the show where you're like, Hmm, I wonder why that happened, or I wonder what would have happened if they did this. Please feel free to head on over to our Discord. Once again, you can get access to it at noquestcast.com and go to the Q&A server and ask uh, whatever question you might be thinking, and we will do our best to answer them all on our Q&A episode. And then the following week after the Q&A episode, we'll be right back in the show picking up where we left off. I know that was a a lot, so thank you for bearing with us. Now let's get back to the episode. Merrick, as you are left alone, as Durin goes to see Thimble and uh, Cody meets Trunt, you are walking through the streets of Therum. Uh, please give me a perception check. Um, that's going to be a 19. Cool. There is a moment where you're passing through a, uh, there's like a divide in between this walkway. And every now and then when there's a break in these like, opaque glass panels that divide the two different directions in which people are going uh you catch it seems like someone is matching pace with you and when you look Mm. over you don't see them Mm. but you keep getting glances of it and then you keep moving i assume yep and then you finally get onto the other end of this this walkway that has these like glass panels and in an alley 
you see Azin standing and staring at you. This I expected if I separated myself, you would show up. Are you going into the alley with him? Oh, yeah, of course. He looks unwell and not in that sort of feral way that you saw at the cube. He looks drained and those pulsing blue lights that occasionally skirt under the surface of his skin now are flickering and occasionally turn red and he stumbles a little bit and staggers and leans up against a dumpster and he looks at you and he says I heard your speech Merrick Uh, is this where we finish it I believe you said you were going to end it well I've got a feeling as in you're not the one behind this you're facilitating it but we know about the liquid. We know that it's living. It has a mission, a goal. And by the looks of it, it's taking its toll on you. He gives a strained smile as he looks up at you. And he says, I know you have no reason to trust me. And I understand that you think I may be this nefarious agent of chaos. But please... Believe me, when I tell you, I'm the one holding back the flood, Merrick. What is it, Azen? Who is it? What did you find? What found you? He pushes himself off the dumpster and turns away from you and says, If you want my advice, run. Leave Casamal. Take your friends, anyone you care about, and run to the edge of the fold if you have to, and live for as long as you have left. The man I loved taught me one thing in our time together, and that was to dive into adventure, into chaos headfirst. Because when we did that together, Azen, was when I felt the most alive. So I will not stop. And if if you are really you, the you I know underneath whatever's going on, I'll save you too. I'll save you. I'll save everyone in Castle Mall if that's what I have to do to end this. He bows his head and his shoulders heave with a heavy sigh. And he says, I knew that would be your answer. The 11th hour is nigh upon us, Merrick. If you want the answers, if you want to know how bad everything really is, meet me where it started. Maybe where we first met. And he takes a step forward onto a grate in the ground and turns into a puddle of silver liquid and disappears. I have to go back to Dusty's refresher. And Merrick walks off. Durin. It takes uh, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You are in a completely different district that you've never seen before. Mm. Uh, this is the... A district that houses a lot of the arts and culture of Therum. Museums, theaters, places of of art and performance. With one building in the center, the House of Muses. Damn. (laughs) 
In the center? Okay, all right. Yeah, in the center of this, like, hexagonal district, uh, the House of Muses is, like, dead center, and everything kind of branches out from there. And in any other city, you wouldn't be uh, faulted for assuming that this was a palace. It is this massive, regal building that rivals pretty much anything you've ever seen in terms of both opulence and beauty. It is gorgeous. And surrounding it are these, is it is a, a fairly straightforward park, uh, well-tended hedges, benches, uh, beautiful trees. There's a cherry blossom tree that seems to be in perpetual bloom where people have lined up and crowding underneath to get pictures under. There are statues from prominent contributors to the arts of Therum, and you find Thimble sitting on one of the benches overlooking a small duck pond. How underdressed am I? Not at all. She is also just wearing a uh, small jacket over her usual jumpsuit as well. Okay, okay. We're ke- <laughs> all right, fair enough. Oh, this is... All right, Dern's going to take a sigh, a deep breath, and he's going to maybe a friendly wave as he walks over. She smiles and waves back, and as you sit down next to her, uh, she says, Churro? And she hands you a churro. <laughs> It's like you're reading my mind as I, uh, you know, happily take it and the nice crunch into it, I guess, as we stare off. I'm sorry for... Uh, you don't have to say anything. It's okay. No, Dern, I do. I'm sorry for running off. It was very, very sweet of you to ask me on a date. It is something that I wanted to hear from you for a very long time, and I, uh, I guess I panicked. Uh, who, who would blame you? I haven't. Ex- I don't exactly have the best track record, do I? No. And it was very, very sweet of you to ask me. I took a lot of risks helping you escape the cube. I took a lot of risks helping you in your trial. And I'm going to take a lot more risks because I believe that it's the right thing to do. I believe in Cody and Merrick. And Darren, I believe in you. And she takes your hand. But the one thing I don't want to risk is getting hurt again. And <laughs> don't get me wrong, I'll I'll fight the blades. I'll fight the Sinonans. I'll fight the weird silver goo demigod man. But I don't want to fight you, Darren. Not again. Not anymore. Or I did a lot of thinking down there too. I understand. More than you know. I think we'd be better off as professional colleagues. I'm okay with that. Just stay close. Stay safe, okay? I will. And you too. And you guys lean back and watch the ducks swim around as you enjoy your churros. Cody. Mm-hmm. You are... Entering into the bar that you asked Trunt to meet you in. And you don't see him immediately, but a Vesk at the corner of the bar perks up and his eyes light up and he stands up and rushes over to you. But this Vesk is much older than you remember Trunt. And he gives you a huge hug and a squeeze that probably pops something in your back and he says bro i haven't seen you in like 
you gotta, you gotta tell me your secret, bro, because, like, you look amazing. You look so old. Uh, yeah, that's, that's how time works, bro. How? Sorry, you look great. I, hmm, let's sit down. Um, do you like boozy milkshakes? Uh, I haven't met someone who doesn't. All right, I'll, I'll get around. You sit down. I'll be right back. And I run over and get some boozy milkshakes. Uh, yeah, you guys grab a, a like a high top kind of in a, the back corner of the bar and uh, you, you get your boozy milkshake. I just like grab him by the shoulders. I'm like squeezing him. I'm like, I, oh, you're real. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, I, hmm. I don't, how long has it been? Since I've seen you last? Yeah. Uh, and you can see he's doing like mental math and he says like 60 years. Jesus. Or God, space Jesus. Fuck. Do do you know what happened to me? I mean, you and Mazo just uh, left. He he sold the estate. He fired all of us, and you and you went. What about Alpha? The second you say his name, he gets uncomfortable and says, <laughs> uh, "Who? Mazo's kid, Alpha. My the guy he made me my best friend." Um, I maybe Tom hasn't been so kind to you, hey, but uh, Mazo never had a kid. That's a sense motive. Um, it is a 17 on the dice, which makes it a 15 not on the dice. Uh, he's lying. Tron, you're my friend. Why are you lying to me? His eyes begin darting around the room, and he leans in, and he just says, Mezo never had a kid, Cody. Tron, I, I don't... I lost all my memory, basically. They found me in a storage locker, and I couldn't remember anything except for... And I, like, don't say it because he's obviously uncomfortable. It took a while before I even remembered you. That's when I reached out. And I need help. And I think you're the only person I've met who can help me. Please. Cody, if I could give you some advice, um, drop it. You, okay, you but... Got a, you got a second chance. Hey, Cody, drop it. Maybe if you tell me, I'll be able to remember why I should. It was great to see you, bro. I, I can't believe how great you look. Thank you very much for the drink. Uh, keep in contact, yeah? And he stands up and begins leaving. Please, please. Okay, we won't talk about that. But what can you tell me? As he walks past you, he gets very close and he says, Cody, you know that we all signed something. And it's not legal trouble that we get hit with if we break it. People have been killed, bro. And I do not want to be one of them so please drop it okay can we talk about something else he looks around again and nods and sits back down have you kept in touch with anybody else no i think uh no i haven't really i've been real busy with my uh with my business how's that been going well i mean you know better than anyone there's always a mess to be cleaned up i guess and where there's a mess, there's a trunt, and I I got a real good mop. Fair. He reaches across the table and puts his hand on yours, and he says, "I'm sorry, but it's very good to see you." It's yeah, you I you don't know how much it means to see you. I I have really good friends, but it, it just started to feel like it never happened. That I just was I don't know going crazy, and it's nice to have one of my old friends here. He takes a very, very, very long slurp of his milkshake, and he says, it happened. Is 
Isabella still around? Do you know where she's at? We all kind of drifted. Okay, well, if you see her, and I kind of sign the word for hi, which I don't know if it's just a wave. <laughs> um, he signs back. I'll let her know you said hi. Yeah, and I guess like Cody would press him for what information he can and, and just kind of like relish that. Obviously, he's very upset that he can't talk anymore, but like he's not going to push it if Trent is either going to leave or be hurt or be more upset. Yeah, you guys spend yeah. the next little bit like catching up. Like you're not getting answers, but you're you're filling in like gaps or like it, it's probably the most normal it's felt to talk about your past because you guys are reminiscing about, you know, things that you guys did together and so on and so forth. But unfortunately, the search for answers is not happening here. Mm-hmm. Like Cody's like, wait, you had to clear up the splinters every time I kicked the door? Damn. <laughs> Alpha told me it just happened. Or I'm like, uh, Alpha, I mean, <clears throat> I was told it just happened. Wink. You guys you guys do that for a little bit. Merrick, Durin, uh, Cody, you guys all eventually reconvene together. But as you do, uh, Cody, you get another message from Cyrus on Goa. And it says, I have a lead. There is no trace of Alpha anywhere and no trace of Mezo ever having a son. But I found some people who used to work at the estate with you. There's a man named Shane on Yusuron. That was the Shears guy, right? Yep. I just like stand back and like, thank you so much. Hope everyone's doing well back there. You get a, a selfie of Cyrus is and Michael. Is Andre there? Uh, and you can see Andre in the background, like hoisting... <laughs> Is he always hoisting? He's he's rebuilding Goa or uh, Kaya. We didn't fuck it up that bad. It's got to be fine by now, right? I don't know if you remember, but there was a fucking elephant. Massively joking. (laughs) I remember the elephant. I killed it. Yeah, you could see uh, Andre in the background, and there's still (laughs) a crowd around him as well. Uh, Hashtag drool emoji send. (laughs) I'm going to take a selfie with the boys and Jenny and Short Jack and send it on. Sure. I say, like... Short Jack misses you guys. So do we. P.S. He's now best friends with a rock star. As you guys are approaching the guild hall, you can see that there is a bit of a ministry of uh, defense presence. And uh, you are uh, directed up to Astrid's office where there are two uh, human ministry of defense people talking to her in her doorway. And as you approach, she acknowledges you and gives you a nod as the the two ministry of defense people sort of like show a, a report on a tablet and she does a signature at the bottom and they thank her and and walk off past you. And Astrid uh, greets you guys and, and walks over to you and she says, all right, boys, uh, come on in and closes the door behind you. So I have had my place scanned for bugs. Thankfully, there are none. You know, I I don't understand how anyone ever got the information that you were down in the Ark. So I apologize for that. That is a an oversight on my part. Unfortunately, I don't know where the leak is coming from. Well, who was here that day? That um, asshole from the Ministry of Defense, right? Decker. Yeah. Yeah. But he he, was right outside the door. I guess he could have been. Wasn't it like filmed outside the window here, right? Yes. And that is why with the help of Thimble, I now have this. And she walks over onto her desk and there is a small pulsing button that looks kind of like a, you know, those glown or blown glass balls that look like stars inside when you put a light underneath it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Sure. 
there's there's one of those. There's like a sparkly glass ball on the table and she presses it down and the room gets covered in this shimmering blue field and everything, all the acoustics in the room gets sucked out. And it sounds like you are talking like this hollow tone. Astrid smiles and says, this is a sort of one way mirror situation. Uh, we can see out. No one can see in. And also a, a pretty powerful uh, technomancy for silencing our room. So from now on, hopefully what we talk about here is private. Okay. Could have just been as simple as someone just reading our lips from the video. Doesn't necessarily mean the office was bugged or anything like that. Well, on the plus side, there were no bugs. We found none of that. So yeah, you could be right, which is why this also blocks people from seeing into the office. Nifty old device. You can thank Thimble once again. Oh, I will. She's awesome. There is a, a very small group of people that I trust these days, and most of them are currently in this room. So the information that Ross has given me for uh, what, what this liquid is has got me thinking. You found it on the Nightcrawler, correct? Yeah. Yes. You were able to take a little bit of it, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. What happened to the rest of it? Floating space. That's what I thought. And she walks over to her computer and throws up a image on the TV nestled into the bookcases. And she says, shortly after your meeting or Victor Benson's meeting with the Cube HQ, a small Ministry of Defense squad was dispatched to collect those ships. All right. They then move those ships to Usuron. It always leads back to fucking Usuron. We are going to be doing something that is incredibly dangerous. <laughs> Sounds about what, right. What else is new? We need to figure out what the Ministry of Defense knows about this liquid and what they've done with those ships. So, as a like a little side note that might be relevant information for everyone, I, I was just speaking to Azen um, uh, about an hour ago. Yeah, were you now? I was. Wait, yeah. he was here? Are you yes. okay? Oh, I'm fine. He looks Reckoning. like shit. Are you silver liquided? No, no, I'm fine. I promise. I'm all I good. As if that would help. Uh, Merrick starts saying reckoning, reckoning, reckoning. Cody's freaking <laughs> out. He hides behind Darren. Captain Humor. <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't like this new thing you do. Ah, it's a new bit. I'm trying <laughs> it out. Um, anyway, he looks like shit. And honestly, if I wanted to try to take him out at the time, there was a chance maybe I could have. But he said a couple of things that were very interesting and meant me no harm. But the one thing he did tell me to do, if we were want to see this to its end, if we want to see the true purpose of what's happening right now, he said to go to Usuron, and he will be there. So all our cast of characters will be on the same stage. Also, that's where Shane lives. <laughs> ah, yes, Shane. Wait, Beloved Shane? character Shane. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> who's Shane, Cody? Is this relevant to what oh, we're doing? It's a friend of mine. I feel like my brain misfired for a hot second. <laughs> I for- okay. I forgot to mention, Duran. I I met a friend from from back in the day, and the real. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have doubted that part. I I did, and another one of my friends is on Usuron. So I'm yeah. I'm I'm gung ho. So uh, go to Usuron. I will meet with Azen, and then we'll go start a war with the government. Well, we I think that is actively what we're going to try to avoid, Merrick. We, okay. This is going to be a a mission of espionage. Oh no. I look at Durin. <laughs> okay, great. And we don't need to do anything wild. We just need to know 
what they where they brought them if we can figure out what they did with the liquid after they brought it back because for all we know this could be just entirely gross incompetence they could have accidentally let this silver liquid fall into the hands of someone who knows how to use it it might be able to be used on its own we don't know or the silver liquid has now taken over an entire defense contract site that's also something we should probably be aware of well it's always been usura that's where i met asin first so why was he there i've been saying this i've said this a couple of times i've been trying to get back there why was it there so i've got a feeling whatever's on usura isn't just these ships there's something more to it do we know where the nightcrawler was before it was attacked like anywhere it came from anything important like that no it was it was just doing tavern stuff like it was just traveling Mm-hmm. But where was it traveling from? Uh, she goes over and taps into the system and says, it's easy enough. We, you know, taverns report all movements to the, the system. And she gets on her computer for a second and taps it. And she says, of course. And she turns the screen around and it says, course redacted. From hmm. you? Aren't you yeah. the guildmaster? How is it redacted from you? There is one branch of the Federation of Councils that has the right to redact for other branches. I wonder if it's the Ministry of Defense. That is a point for Cody. Yay! Am I winning? At this point, Cody, I think we're all pretty fucked. (laughs) Also par for the course. And no way you can remove the redaction at all. I can submit a formal request, and honestly, I feel like we would probably be able to get it removed, but... Again, bureaucracy is a wonderful thing, and red tape takes time to cut through. So I can I can do my best to to get this removed. We could also just leave it because I feel like looking into this might tip off what we are looking into. No, I, I agree on that. Any no point in no point in it. Any chance you can get us on site without us having to do illegal things that might just end up with us being arrested again? So again. This is the conundrum we currently find ourselves in, is I could go through bureaucratic channels and see if I can get this information plainly. But if the Ministry of Defense is doing something shady Mm -hmm. that they don't want to know about, all I've done is given them chances to move the ships, cover their tracks. It's, It's a risk. We could take it if you want. We can play it safe. But this is our moment of they don't know what we know that they know. Mm hmm. Well, with a crack lawyer like you, I think we'll be okay if we get arrested. And hey, we got Durin. He's sneaky yeah. as fuck. Yeah. As it said, that the time, the 11th hour is almost here. So red tape, whatever, bureaucracy, all that bullshit, we're done with it. We're going to play fast and hard. We're going to get to the bottom of this before it's too late. I agree. I think that is the, the play here, boys. Okay. We have some other things to worry about. There is also a, as far as I know it, a bounty on you. Yeah, the details of that? So it is filtered through Shell Corporation to Shell Corporation to Shell Corporation. Where it originated from is nearly impossible to track down, but it seems to be system-wide and it seems to be open. So you're going to have people coming after you. Thankfully, you have a lot of heat on you as it is. You were public enemies of the Federation, so that might seem... Like it would hurt you, but right now, a lot of bounty hunters are probably going to keep their distance off you in case 
you are still being watched by the Ministry of Defense. The last thing anyone wants to do is make the pot sweeter for them and Mm -hmm. give the Ministry of Defense a two for one deal. Well, that's a, I guess that's my next question about it is like this bounty even legal by any means, or is it all black market or uh, dark shit? Oh, no, no. This is, this is dark web for sure. Yeah, okay. this is this is an illegal contract being put out to uh, literally hired assassins. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Again, we can get the Ministry of Defense involved, but that just puts eyes on you, which I feel like is not what we want right now. Astrid stands up again and says, oh, I forgot. Um, she reaches into her desk and pulls out a card or like a little data card. And she hands it to you and she says, Decker popped in and gave you some information. You wanted to know the names of the ships that attacked the prison transport that uh, killed your friends. Here they are. And uh, it is a ship called the Dyson, uh, a ship called the Horizon, um, and a ship called the ACR. How do you spell that? A-C-I-E-R. ACR. And those are all Sononan ships, right? Those are all Sononan ships, yes. Um, Astrid, while we have you, the signals that come like through the reactors and things like that, has anyone done any like in-depth research on it? Oh, you're looking at her. Those things drove me fucking crazy. I hated them. They freaked the shit out of me. And if I'm being honest, I think they played a very big role in why my father disappeared. Oh, why did he ever talk about them? Not specifically. I mean, we anyone who's ever been on a tavern or an Aeris ship has struggled with them. It takes a really simple reboot. All you have to do is cycle the communication systems and it clears it up for a certain amount of time, but they always come back. But towards the end, when my father disappeared, he didn't cycle his ship. He let them glitch. He frequently made reference to a call. Not a reckoning, right? No, he never talked about a reckoning. And we're sure that the old guildmaster that I witnessed die was there just for a vacation. As far as I know, yeah, he... Does he have any files or books or things that he left behind that we can maybe go through just to see if there's a connection? Yes, I will have whatever I can get sent over to the Persistence. Thank you, Ashford. Um, I guess we'll be leaving for Yusuran as soon as we can. Yeah. If you could send us over any information about the Ministry of Defense base that you have, um, that would be good. I mean, that one will be a little more difficult, but I will. I'll see what kind of magic I can pull. I, I still have a few favors I can call in, but at this point in time, I'm I'm going to start owing some favors. I, I spent some time on you, Saran. I know where the base is at the very least. That's step one. That's a start. Yeah. Did you have a chance to look through that uh, the crowd footage at all? We definitely know someone was courting us from there, and maybe we can pinpoint who it was, or at least the area they were. I've got some people on it. Thimble's taking a look at it as well, but a crowd of people with any number of them could have had cameras in ocular slots. It's difficult to tell. I mean, who knows? But we're... We're scanning through the footage as best we can. Uh, Like I said, Thimble is taking a look at it. Her technomancy is surprisingly potent. So if someone can crack it, it'll be Thimble. Yeah. Okay. If you have no more questions for Astrid, you are welcome to head out. Oh, I did. She say what the results of her studies were in the uh, the the weird signal that's coming from the reactor. Did she? Because I don't think she wrapped that up. More so just her father was obsessed with it. Yeah. With the 
this the signal is it, it for all intents and purposes it's just a, a, a malfunction it's a glitch it's i've looked through i've tried to figure out why or any sort of pattern or i've run it through ciphers and translations and i but like it's nothing it's just static from a a design flaw in the shuttles i think going to useron will solve a lot of our mysteries so let's just get to it then yeah let's do it yeah i will be working on getting a secure channel set up with thimble so if you need to reach out at any point in time you'll be able to do so safely thank you astrid for the support and uh we will see you again soon yeah we wouldn't even be this far without you thank you it's true of course good luck as you guys leave the guild hall uh you see arwen decker walking towards you down the path of obligation he gives you a a nod uh this time he is he's all done up again he's got his hair slicked back he's got his big collar he is in full sort of you know special consultant uh regalia and when he meets you he says good day i uh, trust astrid has presented you with the information that i uh, obtained for you uh yes thanks for doing that it's the least that i can do and I wish there was more that I could. I am working with the Ministry of Defense to continue our investigation, of course, of what happened on the cube, but also to track down the scoundrels who attacked your friends. If I can find any other lead for it, I will let you know, I promise. That's all we can ask. I still feel like I I owe you a debt. If there is anything that you ever need, please do not hesitate to reach out for me. I will I will do everything in my power to assist you. Despite the fact that I am working with the Ministry of Defense, I am a member of the Cube. I am a citizen of Earth. And I, I want to find who's behind this as much as you do. So if there's anything I can do to help, please, I will help. We'll let you know, Decker. We appreciate the sentiment, for sure. I'm on my way to meet with Astrid as well. We will try to coordinate our efforts together and unified. We will be stronger. And he puts a, a hand on your shoulder, Merrick. It gives you a squeeze and like a, a politician's smile and gives you and uh, Cody a nod, Durin, and begins his way back to Astrid or towards the guild hall. Check your shoulder for bugs. <laughs> Everyone check we... your shoulders. <laughs> I mean, if you want, give me perception checks if you want. That's okay. Cody's definitely going to check where he squeezed on Merrick's shoulder. That is an 18. Uh, there is nothing there. He just... Gave Merrick a friendly squeeze. A little bit more suspicious than anything, isn't it? There's nothing there? Does he even exist? Uh, oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. let's go ship. Yep, ship. Let's go ship. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, you reach the persistence, and uh, Short Jack comes running out and says, uh, Guys, I have real cool news. Are you, uh, we're heading to Usuron, yeah? Shh. Yeah. 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 How did you know? Because Astra just sent me a little message, and uh, she's got a little something, something waiting for us uh, when we dock. When we get to Usaron. Mm-hmm. And he's like, kind of like bouncing in place. Can you give us a hint? We, what is? What is it? You seem very excited. Oh uh, yeah. So you know how I'm hype to work on an airship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm about to see. One of the coolest things that's ever happened in modern technology and engineering. And he turns a little data pad around and there is a thing at the top that just says requisition uh, confirmed. And there is another Eris shuttle waiting for you at your Usuron to be assimilated into the persistence. We're getting double ship. Oh, shit. That's cool. 
like uh, I'm imagining like Firefly style, right? Where like it has a ship that detaches. Uh, more so in the sense that this is going to upgrade your ship and give you more BP and stuff. Okay, okay, we'll take it. Oh yeah, more horsepower, right? And I'm like, I'm looking through it as well. How much, how much speed do you think you can get out of this guy? I mean, it depends on what kind of engine we put on it. It is the the possibilities endless. We, if we keep finding era shuttles or or Vastra can keep uh, uh, getting her hands on them, uh, we could make this bad boy the fastest ship in the verse. <sighs> Amazing. What about guns? Got guns? We could get so many guns. Oh, I'm so excited. Let's let's get the fucking user on. You guys get in the ship and begin powering it up. And without a doubt, all of the comms begin squealing. Oh, good. Everyone, please give me a fortitude save. Oh, no. oh, that's oh not, good. not good. Not good. Uh, I got a 20. I got a 10. 15. Okay. Merrick, Durin, you begin getting like hazy for a second. And it's it's hard to keep your eyes open with how ear piercing this mm-hmm. noise is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Cody, behind you, you hear thump thump as Merrick and Duran pass out. Oh fuck! What what the fuck? I like run over and are Shortjack and Jenny good? Uh, yes. You can see both of them. They like Shortjack is on his knees with his ears like pulled down over his head oh, and like, adorable. wrapped around. And Jenny is against the bar holding one of her ears. But she can you can tell that like this this noise for Jenny isn't particularly strange. Jenny just pops ear plugs in and just casually standing there like what? <laughs> the feedback. Um, but Merrick and Duran have completely blacked out. Oh, shit. Uh, recovery position. And I gotta go get water and splash him in the face. Um, by the time you've gone to the bar, the squealing has stopped, and Merrick, Duran, you are back conscious. It just kind of felt it was like a, a thirty second tops, but you have it's regained gonna, consciousness. It's gonna be a problem if that happens every time we turn on the ship. You guys okay? Yes. Yeah, yeah, just a little nap. Just, just tired. Yeah, we were just both tired at the same time. Definitely not because we passed out. I, I'm not that dumb, guys. Mm. Take a seat. I'll get water, beer, whiskey. Whiskey, please. Darren? Yeah, I'll take the same. Okay. Just, it's a I lot. fucking run. I'm a nimble juggernaut. It's cool as hell. <laughs> you are a nimble juggernaut. You like hop over the bar, like slide over the top of it. Uh, Jenny's already poured herself a glass and is handing you the bottle. Mm-hmm. Short Jack is looking very upset and confused. And he says, that's uh, I mean, we've had like the glitches before like we had the static but that ooh, that was not nice that was not nice did you guys hear or see anything when you went down no no but the fact that it's that strong and affecting us is very concerning yeah not good all we can do is move forward i'm gonna take a look at like the old comp system and at the very least, I'm going to see if I can put a decibel limiter on everything so that if it ever gets that loud again, uh, a a like auxiliary system will take over and, and dampen the noise so that we do not get that ever again. That sounds good. Did it feel like screaming to anyone else? I just turned off my ears. Yes, it did sound like screaming to me. It was just, just pure volume. Yeah, it takes like... Maybe 10 minutes, and, and after that, the everything has worn off. You feel completely normal, uh, Duran and Merrick. You're, you're back to normal shape. Yeah, uh, Duran's going to do a once-over of the of engineering. <laughs> as, 
as we're uh, traveling or before we go. Okay, yeah, give me a engineering check then. Yeah, just just a you know just a casual look through. Just a. I think Cody will help you out with that. Actually, um, I got a thirty-six. Uh, I got a nat twenty for twenty-nine. Cool. Using my brand new ability, well, not brand new, but I haven't got to use it yet. My lone wolf ability, where I can use half my piloting check as mm-hmm. any ship-related check. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Cool, yeah, you uh, both begin giving it a once-over. Cody, I feel like you're probably in the cockpit, like, really poking around. Duran, you're just kind of doing diagnostics on the various data points within the ship. It is it is exactly as it's been described. It is a malfunction within the communication system. Um, turning on the ship this time, for whatever reason, triggered it. You know, you can tell that because of the initial spike of power, from activating the engines uh, seems to amplified the effect of the glitch. And it was, uh, for all intents and purposes, a fluke. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah, right. Okay, cool. That's what your skills are telling you, boys. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's just get to you, Sarah. Such an ominous fluke. Yeah, I just punch it. Uh, yeah, you get cleared for takeoff from the Athenus landing authority and... You guys exit the atmosphere and enter into space and enter into the drift. And as the purple walls of the tunnel of the drift envelop the persistence, uh, you guys begin charting a course towards Yusuron. Cody goes, fuck, I forgot to recruit Dr. Russ. Oh, yeah, I forgot you wanted to do that. I'm so sorry, guys. That's gone. <laughs> you suddenly feel a pull on the ship, Cody, Mm-mm. from behind, and then another one and another one. And then the walls of the drift shatter as you are pulled out of faster than light travel and into a nondescript void of space. And you have no idea where you are, but you see a small battalion of ships and during, you definitely recognize them. They are these crimson red teardrop shaped ships the fuck as you guys get a hail um hello can we help you (laughs) a familiar face appears on the screen and it is salvian the large blood letter that you met on surf oh and he says boys (laughs) we have some unfinished business once the blood letters taste a little bit of blood, we don't let it go. Boys, bleed them dry as the ships speed towards you. 